0: All righty, welcome to the Center of Attention Sessions. Yo, 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 yo <laughs> up, Dr Jess in the house. <laughs> and Mark Drager, of course. Uh, all the way from land. <laughs> mm, from
1: Canada. Uh,
0: from Canada, exactly right. You know, I have this funny thing where people often refer to Canada as Canadia. Um, and I don't because we we're in Australia, and so it must be Canada.
1: <laughs> okay, that must be an Australian thing. An Australian <laughs> joke. Yeah, it's Australian joke. Over in, in Canada, because honestly, you know, obviously, America is the center of the world. Apparently, Canada, the center of the universe. Can be close to that. So yeah. Australia seems really like all the way over there. You right? know, all the yeah, way. Yeah, in
0: yeah. Japan, well, all
1: kn- the way in Asia, all the way in Australia. That's Here, it. we're just, we're just the, you know, the tiny little neighbors. We're like Ned Flanders. Like, hey hey, there, neighbor. To, well, you, you know,
0: know we, we, we're so far away. We're actually in the future. That's how far away we are.
1: Because uh-huh. yes. it's
0: tomorrow morning where I am. And that's last night where you are. This is a bit of a mind bend in itself.
1: But again, I'm in the proper, I'm in Eastern time zone, which is, which is mm-hmm. New York city and I'm the East coast of America. This is mm-hmm. clearly the time zone. Every other time zone is measured from this one. So, you know, um, where the sun
0: rises first though, right?
1: The sun, the sun never rises, right? <laughs> uh-huh. it's, all, it's all a construct that man created to decide what time zones. Oh, be.
0: we've gotten existential philosophical very quickly. <laughs>
1: It's a construct, I tell you.
0: <laughs> what have you been eating today? <laughs> you clearly got some energy. Roast some beef. attitude.
1: Roast, Roast beef. beef. I went for a run in the rain. That,
0: uh, let me tell you, you want to feel
1: hardcore? Yeah. It's pouring outside. I go, I'm go. i going to go for a run and my wife's like, it's raining. I'm like,
0: I'm going to go anyway. Uh, that yeah. feels good. It's like swimming in the rain feels really different oh, to just really swimming, nice. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I was reading something as once. As long as about, there's no
1: thunder or lightning.
0: <laughs> or sharks. <laughs> Australia. Sharks.
1: <laughs> I don't, I don't even think of sharks, you what know, you on our fresh think? lakes.
0: <laughs> um, but I was reading something recently about how plants, um, you know, people are obsessed with their lawn and how um, gardens and lawns in particular seem to react differently to being rained on versus being watered with a hose. And it, I think it's something to do with the nitrogen or something, something that's in the rainwater as opposed to the
1: tap water. Oh, interesting.
0: Yeah. 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 So I, I just, I know
1: that when it rains, um, the, the act of the rain or something or hitting the ground, I'm, you can tell i sciencey, right? Um, it releases, <laughs> I almost got you to spit out your coffee. I least really snorted
0: coffee at my nose then. Mm-hmm.
1: It releases, uh, <laughs> ozone, I think ozone. And so sometimes, you know, right after the rain, when things f- smell really fresh mm. and feel really fresh, that's actually just mm. ozone that's being released from it.
0: I'm just um, nodding like I know what not, you're talking about. Apparently it's
1: not good for you. Um, oh, really? But,
0: <laughs> well, well, a hole in creating. the ozone layer is
1: not good for you. No, <laughs> but know. you can buy ozone generators for your house, which make smell fresh and make you feel amazing. Yeah, but then and that's then stupid. For you.
0: No, that would be stupid. You know, okay. people can sell pretty much anything and say it's good for you. And they can strap the word, they can strap the word, uh, you know, well-being on it. Yeah,
1: and like, like sell- psychology services, right? i just had to say that i I believe in seeking help and talking things through. no i
0: know i look i think there's a i think there's such an industry in in uh well-being that comes from uh what's less than a scientific background you know Mm. so you know psychologists, um, mental health social workers, psychiatrists, mental health professionals, we, since mm-hmm. we're saying them, uh, dieticians, um, osteopaths, you know, all these professionals within the wellness space actually have to do a lot of training and many of them, myself included, have to abide by national regulations mm-hmm. around mm-hmm. Um, registration and, of,
1: and, of and all those things. Professional professional to, yeah. We've got to, we've got to remain things, yeah.
0: accountable. Like, To the point that i'm not even allowed even though i have two distinct areas of psychology that i have additional uh what's called endorsement in so clinical psychology and forensic psychology in the medical profession that would be referred to as a specialist areas of practice we're not allowed to use the term specialist it's a it's a protected title psychologist is is a protected title um but there are people who with no qualifications whatsoever can uh, decide to create some kind of ozone machine and mm-hmm. sell it to you for $30,000 with all sorts of promises. So we're not allowed to make promises. We're not allowed to make guarantees. We're not allowed to compete with each other. Like there's lots of rules around how we're we practice it. That you Really
1: make claims or testimonials or all, all of that stuff. Uh, mm-hmm.
0: All of those things. Yeah. And then there's this, this subsector of, that doesn't have those rules applied to them. So we've had a big incident in Australia recently with a, um, Oh man, he's a chef gone rogue, I think. Who a chef? Uh, a chef? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, chef. Yeah, some of my favorite people on the planet. However, this guy not so much. Um, and he's and he's done things in the past, like past, like created you know a paleo bone broth for newborns, you know, and advertised that this is the savior for babies, and mm. you know really dangerous things. And there's no governing body other than you know.
1: Common sense. Common and, sense. And civility.
0: Yeah. So recently he was in trouble because he was advertising some light machine that's going to, I don't know, spray you with disco lights and that will cure you of COVID 19. So, you know, mm. he's really gone rogue. He's gone all the way rogue. Um, yeah. I don't know how we got onto disco lights and chefs, but there we are. <laughs> <That'd be laughs> there it. we are. This
1: <laughs> is what we do, isn't it?
0: <laughs> this is so much of what we do.
1: <laughs> but, but more than that, you wanted to talk about the fun, 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 fun subject of mm. burnout.
0: I really did. So I guess there's a reason why we accidentally fell into talking about wellness. There you go. I made a link. <laughs> I win. <laughs> I win a point. Um, okay. So let's talk about, let's talk about fatigue. Um, so I tell you my story, right? So not long ago, it seems like yesterday, we lived in a world where we could do what we like. And everybody did what they liked and everyone was busy, busy, busy. And everyone complained about being busy and being tired, but they still kept being busy, busy, busy. And in that world, I was regularly up having meetings every day at six o'clock in the morning and going for walks along the beach when I was living back in Tasmania and doing all these crazy more early morning things. I now struggle with lockdown and all of that busy noise around decisions and all of the things that we're all having to face through the whole, you know, know, I'm managing my business from afar. I'm uh, worrying about my kids. Uh, My youngest is slated to go back to school on the 9th of June. Uh, He's anxious about that. Yeah, he's anxious about that.
1: Our whole school's canceled because we're about to go into summer. So we've got nothing until September.
0: We're heading into winter. So, Mm -hmm. So, you know, everyone, and what I'm hearing from talking to others, like I now struggle to have any obligations any earlier than 9.30 in the morning, you know, whereas once upon a time, 6am was absolutely doable. Okay. And so anyway, I've, I've done some things lately and tweaked my diary to try, and I'll talk about that in a minute, about what people can do to try and reduce the fatigue. But what I'm hearing, the point is what I'm hearing from many people that I'm talking to is this sense of decision fatigue and this sense of just general uh ill ease if you like or not even ill health like no one's saying that they're overly stressed no one's saying that they're overly worried or overly anxious everyone's got Mm -hmm. a lot on their mind and a lot of decisions to be made every day and you know obviously i'm talking to business owners who are worrying i guess about here in australia we've got um a rolling sequence i guess of restrictions being lifted And Mm -hmm. so where the fear is starting to sneak in for businesses is do I or don't I, do I reopen? Do I not reopen? Do I like restaurants? Let's look at restaurants. So they were given the green light to open for 10 people at a time Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. a couple of weeks ago. Very few of them bothered with that. Obviously not worth opening, not even worth turning their ovens on for that. Now they can have 20 people at a time starting next week. Starting on Monday. Wow,
1: you guys are so far ahead of us.
0: Well, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, we are lucky. We acted earlier than a lot of countries, and we locked down really hard. And we uh, are an island.
1: Yeah, I mean, we 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 locked down very early as well. Mm. Um, We relative to so so the only statistic that that I've been looking at that uh, that appears to not be manipulated by number of tests or other things is uh, deaths per 1 million population. I feel like out of all the statistics I've looked at the deaths per 1 million um, and then the, the the pace of the deaths is is a really great way to look at it. Now that can be skewed by the age of the population or other things like that. um, And then how a country may classify whether a death was related to COVID or not. Mm. But um, we locked down so early. And Mm. I think just starting just this Monday, just four days Mm -hmm. ago, we've allowed fast food restaurants to reopen but not serve anyone no one can be seated
0: no so, yeah so, so we've all had takeaway is, yeah. is
1: do is do is do takeaway where you walk in yeah.
0: and get it yeah we've done we've we, we've had takeaway home delivery um and a lot of the smart restaurants have it's well they're all, time smart, time. they're all smart they're uh, all smart but a lot of a lot of the um Guys, you got like the whole two camera action going on there. No, my
1: camera died. The battery ah. just went like, I am done with that. And so yeah. yeah. Oh, that's a shame. So now this um, is my laptop.
0: Nah, we'll live. We'll okay. So a lot of them have been doing really beautiful at-home services. So, uh, you know, a few of our favourites, we've now, you know, been regularly, like instead of a regular night out, we've been having a regular night in with our favourite restaurants bringing a pre-prepared meal and and so what they do and i think this is a really great innovation in the hospitality industry and i really hope that this stays as one of the things that's on offer um you know where you've got pre-portioned beautiful meals and instructions on how to prepare them so they taste like they were cooked just now I, my wife wanted
1: you know. to do that her favorite our favorite restaurant uh is a steakhouse mm. and she was like I hear that you can order Mm. steak from the place Mm -hmm. and everything. I said, this is amazing. Great. Let's do it for our anniversary, which is how the whole anniversary dinner started. Mm. And then I found out, no, they just give you all of the ingredients. You still have to cook it all
0: yourself. No, this is all cooked, all done. So what we get is we get... It's portioned and cooked. Portioned and cooked. So what you get... So last night, I know where this is going to go. I know the word that's going to spring out of your mouth. Uh, So my favorite French restaurant... (laughs)
1: yep what word is going to spring out of my mouth
0: so bougie
1: <laughs> oh that's a good that's one what you, call me. you always often, call
0: but... me that okay, okay so so we had we had this you're beautiful... like
1: you're like too old to be a hipster but you've got all everything else about the hipster going on eh?
0: i'm pretty hipster
1: <laughs> there you go she's very bougie um,
0: <laughs> very bougie see there you go it always happens uh, so we had you know this beautiful meal for two Delivered to us last night, and it's uh, you know we had a four course meal. So we had a rabbit terrine with beautiful little apple chutney on the side that we had for our appetizer, and then we had an entree that was um, white fish cooked in a creamy sauce with mushrooms and bacon and stuff. Beautiful, all done French style, beautiful provincial French cooking. Um, the main course we actually could have split this over two nights. We made a mistake last night and ate it in one sitting. Um, <laughs> um the main course was um was it beef bourguignon? no it was lamb navarone so it was lamb shoulder lamb shoulder casserole beautiful and then a Sounds chocolate funny. dessert which we didn't eat the dessert we were too full and so what they do is the portions come in little vacuum sealed plastic bags so it's cooked as if they're going to put it on a plate but instead mm-hmm. of putting it on a plate they put each component in a vacuum sealed bag, mm-hmm. and then you either open the bag and put that in the oven, or boil it in hot water so it's reheated so without it's drying out,
1: or whatever you call it.
0: Whatever they call that clever thing that they do. Um, so yeah, so we've had that all the way through. We've we've been lucky that we haven't had to give up our gourmet.
1: So why are you feeling burnt out? Needs.
0: So I don't know why I'm why I hit a wall, but I do know that everybody in my circle has, and and I don't know if it's because we're...
1: Is that just it? Like you're exposed to all these people who keep telling you how burnt out you are, so you can't help but feel How burnt
0: burnt out they are? Uh, I think, I'm trying to, I've actually gone through this conversation quite a few times. Um, Knowing that it's not just me has actually been helpful because I haven't had to look for blame. I haven't had to look like, what am I doing wrong or what's wrong with me or blah, blah, blah. Um, So there's another business psychologist, business coach, friend of mine, Gerda, Um, And we've talked about this quite a bit together as well. We've both felt similar ways and we've both had to pare back our diaries, like our calendars, for a period of time just to take the pressure off ourselves. So that is the component of supporting other people, whether it's as a psychologist or as a business coach, supporting other people through their own own, um, experience at the moment. Um, What I have noticed is most of the people I speak to have felt they were the only one. Going through that. So, I've very deliberately put posts on social media recently where I've talked about being exhausted, where I've talked about being worried about the future, I've talked about all of these things. Um, In the past, I would usually get one or two private messages from people when I did that saying, Are you okay? But of course, my purpose of doing that is for other people to feel validated. So, if I'm feeling it, I know someone else out there is feeling it too. Of course, yeah. I'll share that, that, that experience. Um, the difference. Are you now, taking
1: on? Are you taking on more than normal? Are you doing more no, than normal?
0: No, 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 no. But I will I have got a couple of layers to it, which I'll tell you about. Um, the interesting thing with my posts about you know these experiences now is I'm not getting the are you okay? I'm getting the thank you so much messages. So I'm getting private messages from people saying, Thank you so much. It's so helpful to know that I'm not, it's not me, that I'm not feeling this by myself. So, for me, uh, I mean, we also have, I guess, a couple of other layers. You know, we've still got a house in Hobart. Um, we were only halfway through. We were still fly in, fly out between Hobart and Melbourne. Um, and our house is as if we just went to the shop. You know, like right. it's not emptied, it's not packed up. I've got right. no idea what's, what state the place is in if someone else was to walk in there. Um, so, there's that. That's a, that's a sort of a burning background problem that we have to fix somehow. Um, and until only a couple of, uh, a week or so ago, if we went back to Tasmania, we'd have to quarantine in a hotel for two weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, now we would still have to quarantine, but we could quarantine in the house. So now the decision that's on us is, do we go back, get the house ready to put on the rental market? How much can we, how much can we achieve if we lock down for two weeks in the house? We can't get people in to put new blinds on the windows. We can't get people in to take the rubbish away. All that sort of stuff. Um, I also have, of course, elderly grandmothers in Tasmania. And so that plays on my mind a little bit. You know, They're in their 90s. They're well. They're healthy. They're happy. They're living independently. They're doing all the things. Um, but I don't know when I'll be back in Tassie and I don't know which means I don't know when I will see them again. And when I do see them again, I don't know when I might see them again later. Now that would have been the case anyway, but now there's all these barriers in the way. I can't just get on a plane and go and visit my grandmother if she's unwell, for example, that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. So there's all that background noise. I think the main thing for us, uh, working from home is my jam. That's what I do. So that's not that. Teaching the kids at home, that's my jam. You know, Mm -hmm. That's not a big deal. Um, So it's not about being under pressure. I think it's about being in a pressure cooker. And I think that's what most people are feeling at the moment. There's a lot of... um, I think there's a lot of decisions that people are having to make here in Australia, businesses are having to make here in Australia, because restrictions are easing, like I was saying before, with the restaurants. Do they reopen to 20 patrons? Or do they not? A lot of... There's a lot of businesses talking about um, well, we've got some cash in reserve for when we reopen, so we can do a big thing and we can hire the people and we can do all the things. But what if we have to lock down again? What if we have to go through this again? If there's a second wave here in Australia, what if we have to do, all that, do it all again? Then our cash reserve is gone. So there's like a push-me-pull-you feeling. Like everyone wants to right. be engaged with the community again, but fearful You guys, of, have,
1: had, you guys have had the fires
0: that's okay, it now, I, think, I think yeah
1: what, I, like what so it's there's a second wave it's just like let's just write off 2020 let's just yeah, figure out yeah, how to get yeah. through it yeah and then i think i think eyes for, on the future yeah
0: i think i think for australians in particular at the moment you know we've had a really rough 2020 i mean everyone's had a rough 2020 let's not be precious about it but you know we our whole summer was taken up with worry about um um the bushfires, and we've talked about that before. You know, we, were, we all came out of the summer holiday period, in inverted commas, feeling exhausted anyway, especially as mental health professionals. We felt, we really felt the burden of that from a, you know, caring for the community perspective. Um, so everyone, I think, was sort of hobbling along, looking for the Easter break, really looking forward to Easter holidays to sort of go Phew, and decompress and have a proper break. And of course, COVID hit before Easter, so we didn't really get a proper break. We never did get a proper break. So you guys heading into summer, I, you know, I, I'm, I guess we're probably a bit envious of that because we're heading into winter. We're heading into, you know, that that's the other, the other issue. You know, do you go to the? Keep in do you mind, and get your winters shot? are different
1: you- than our winters, right?
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let's not go down that path. Again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It seems so long ago it's, that I was, I was ragging I know, like, you about snow or you were ragging me about snow. <laughs>
1: yes. Yeah, Cause you went up a mountain. So you can point out that you had a, half a patch.
0: Inch. It was literally a patch of snow. So you could literally
1: you could be Like, look, there's eight millimeters of snow.
0: Well, you know, there are ski fields here in Victoria, there are ski fields and uh, they apparently are opening later in June. Apparently. So what we've got is we've got a, certainly here in Victoria anyway, we've got a government that's saying, let's take a very measured approach. We've still got new cases materialising every day. Mm -hmm. uh, And we've got a very measured, so almost like a fortnightly approach. And I think it's really wise. What they've decided is let's do one new thing see if that causes a spike in numbers. And we've also got the highest um, testing rates in the country here as well. So, you know, they're trying to get a really good sense of what's actually happening in the community and keeping an eye on whether or not we actually have community transmission. And it doesn't seem that we really do um, to any great extent. Most of the cases are coming from known sources like um, overseas travellers who've returned to Australia. So people Mm -hmm. are in quarantine already because they have to quarantine when they come in um, or close... Close contacts of people who've got COVID for whatever reason that they got it. Um, we've had a couple of specific site specific outbreaks, but other than that, there doesn't seem to be any sort of widespread community transmission. So, but how, how is this
1: <clears throat> burnout, I guess you call it? Mm. How is this any different than any other season of life? I mean, th- the difference, of course, is that this is universal, which I, think I feel is like more. I, but I feel like this gives us more freedom so so the, the entrepreneur mm, yeah the, the seasonality, the mm. cyclical nature of the highs and the lows and the stress and the wins and the losses and everything else mm. means that as business owners and entrepreneurs, we will always face this we will always yes. I, I can recall going years back where where you know I, I would be talking to a, a you know a peer mentor or a mastermind group mentor or whatever it might be, and just saying like i don't know the last few weeks i'm just not." I just like i just don't have it like i'm just like not ready to attack it i'm not like i'm just in this funk yeah right? and so now so, it's universal yeah. so now <clears throat> we're that, Well, that's the issue this. we're all facing but, it
0: yeah so i do but, think we all have periods like this where we all for whatever our, our own personal reasons might be where we've got a lot on all at once and mm-hmm. we just go that's it i'm done but and how I need is this to, any
1: different to, to one of those things so whatever i'm not necessarily,
0: that, necessarily or- sure it, well that's that we'll get to yeah and i think that's the important point yeah how to get through that and, and you know i'm writing a book and the book is all about let's look at the lessons we've learned as businesses through the COVID and lockdown experience and identify how we actually could have been doing a lot of the things that these businesses are doing smartly. We could have already been doing a lot of those things to, to uh, bulletproof our businesses in a way. So, yes, it is about identifying strategies that have worked before. Um, certainly whenever I have hit points like this in the past where I've been exhausted because there's been too much on and I've known what the source of the stress is and I haven't felt able to stop because so it might be a staffing crisis or it might be a financial issue or whatever it might be and i haven't felt that i could stop because there was that issue that still needed to be attended to i think this is the difference is there's no single identifiable as soon as this as soon as this thing stops i'll be right again um we don't know how long we're going to be living with um, COVID-19, you know. Um, the Premier here in Victoria was saying this morning um, that it's been advised up until this point that if you can work from home, you should. It is now required that if you have been working from home, you continue to do so. Because they don't want an influx of people on public transport. and They don't want an influx of people um, you know, in office buildings, in, in confined spaces together. Um, <clears throat> so we are kind of getting all of these mixed emotional messages as well. Even though the advice has been has gotten very clear and it's really consistent, the emotional experience is a bit flip floppy. So we're getting excited at our favorite restaurant. You know, we've booked in for lunch at our favorite restaurant <laughs> next week. Here's here's my week next week. This is how excited we've got. We've got tickets to go to the zoo because they're now allowing two thousand people into the zoo. Oh, no, With a tic- no, no, no. Tickets to go to the zoo?
1: No. if if No. No. This is like my... I've had this conversation with my wife so many times.
0: I haven't finished yet. We've got tickets to go to the drive-in. I haven't been to the drive-in since I was like seven. I'm so excited. And then we've got... I don't even know what the movie is that we're going to see. It's probably completely inappropriate, violent, and full of sexual references. I don't know, but we're going. Uh, And, uh, yeah, and we're going to lunch. And there'll be 20, 20 people. 20
1: people. If if on Monday here they they said, these are all the things that were open. I I wouldn't want me or my family to go to any of them.
0: I I was of that opinion. Yeah, a week ago. So that's where I was a week ago, is that we won't go anywhere, we won't do anything. Um, And um, obviously we're in a different situation here in Australia in terms of numbers of cases and all of that sort of stuff. But I feel like it's been a transitional- Here's the
1: conversation that I've had. Okay. Like, for example, we're going to have, we just opened our pool, it's summertime here. Mm. We're going to have friends over tomorrow evening. We've not had anyone over to the house. We're going to have friends over. And my wife said, my wife is, this is her best friend. They have been doing parking lot dates where they sit each in their vehicle, you know, 10 feet apart with the windows down every Mm. Wednesday, just so they could connect for two hours. Like that's That's so beautiful. That's that's how far apart Mm. they've been. But, but on the weekend, Jacqueline's like, do you think we could have them over? I said, okay, you know, like we have a pool, they're going to be swimming. Yeah. So they bring like, they bring their own chairs, they bring their own drinks, they bring their own food or, you know, they sit six feet away. Mm. They don't come into the house. Um, you know, like we st- like, like, yeah, like we are literally social distancing in our backyard, right? You the thing know, that gets go, me, people don't over, people don't. Go... What do you mean?
0: What if they need to go to the toilet?
1: I'm, I'm on a half acre, there's trees. I'm, I'm serious.
0: I don't blame you. See, that's not bothering that me. We've not, we not invited anyone inside our home, and I've not.
1: Oh, they're gone they're inside, inside to in house. They're
0: not allowed. No, to and, and I don't think, and I think that's probably where I'm drawing, still drawing a line at the moment. Is feeling a little bit like too close is too close. So I did a photo shoot with my friend uh, Lisa, who's a clearly photographer, and we we did um, social distancing uh, photo shoot. That's her in background holding my roller skates. I saw that. Yeah. Do you want to see? I'll show but you. But she's holding
1: your roller skates, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, so was she? Wearing and- gloves? No, she's not wearing gloves. Oh my Did you
1: bleach them or wipe them down when she handed them to you?
0: No, but I didn't touch them for about 300 hours after. Thinking. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: They say that it'll last 10, up to 10 days on certain surfaces.
0: On certain surfaces. So she's holding shoelaces. Not the actual, not the actual thing. I
1: don't know. Um,
0: anyway, okay. Anyway, can... so the, yeah. here's
1: where I... And I'm so going to come, yeah, up, so the I'm thing gonna come is, around. But I'm, will I'm come in the around. mind if you will come around. curious in March... This is what I said to Jacqueline. <clears throat> we took it seriously in March. Yes. We took it seriously in April.
0: Yeah,
1: People are getting impatient, so they don't want to take it seriously anymore. But it's just as serious today as it was.
0: Absolutely.
1: The first month and the second month. And I'm entrenched. I'm like, if we weren't going to take it seriously on the home stretch then I, we shouldn't have bothered taking it seriously this whole time. So like, I think,
0: I think you're right. Let's, I let's think you're right.
1: Get the home stretch down too.
0: Yeah, no, I think you're right. Um, so for for example, here in Australia, we haven't like our food markets haven't closed. So we've still had a number of places where people will be in the same space still open. Yeah.
1: All of our shops are still open.
0: Yeah. So, you know, and we've those elements, so I'm sort of mapping it against that. In terms of decisions I'm making, I'm making decisions on, okay, so the zoo is actually less confined than, uh, like, Melbourne Zoo's massive. It's less confined and they're restricting it. You've got to book a ticket. You have to book a ticket and they're restricting it to 2,000 people, including babies. Like, you know, you have to book a ticket for everybody going. Um, We'll be less confined than when I went to the market the other week I nearly had a panic attack and that was my first pl- time They're going not, um, into.
1: Oh, so we go grocery shopping every week.
0: Yes. Yeah, so I but haven't gone restrict, grocery
1: shopping. They restrict the number of people in every store here. Mm. You have to line up outside. Yeah. Yeah. And when someone yeah. comes out, someone <clears> can go.
0: Yeah. So I've, I've, my shopping has been limited to little local places that have really clear guidelines, you know, four people in the shop at any one time and all of that sort of stuff. Um, I've not been in a major shopping center. So for me going to the market was actually, it was a bit overwhelming and I, didn't realize how overwhelming it would be till i got there i was actually excited to go until i got there I was like ah! oh now i changed my mind it's like get getting like... on top of the diving board right it's a, such a great idea until it's you're up there so,
1: <laughs> it's so bizarre how you're like how you're like you know you're going yeah, to fight yeah, yeah, a fight yeah, yeah. mode just going to the costco for us
0: yeah exactly so i mean i think i think my take on it is i bought the tickets now when i get to the zoo if people are being stupid if people are milling about the entrance if people are milling anywhere I'm just going to turn around and leave. Like I can make that decision on the day, right? But I don't suspect that that's what's going to happen. I think that people are going to be really careful. Um, And if they're not, I'll leave. Um, Obviously, the drive-in is not a problem. But the same with going out for this lunch, you know, 20 people. And I know the restaurant well and I know and I can actually visualise how they will separate people. Uh, We were there for dinner I think on the 25th of March, I think it was a week before they closed all the restaurants down and they, and I saw how they had people separated then, you know, it was really in lockdown since
1: the 12th of March.
0: Yeah, we were locked down. We were locked down. Um, Early April was when the was like shutters. You just hear the whole city going bang, 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 mm-hmm. bang. You know? So, you know, we, we are a little bit ahead of you guys. And I think that my, my stance, even a week ago, was very much, I don't want to be part of any of this lifting of restrictions. Whereas now I'm starting to feel, okay, how much of that is, just me, and how much of that is wise? So I'm trying to make the difference. And again, that's that decision fatigue that people are experiencing, and it's different for everybody. Deciding what's a wise thing to do. So we had uh, last week. We had this week. This week, we had um, infant school and year eleven and twelve going back to school in Victoria. Um, and then on the ninth, all the other kids will go back to school. Um, yeah, used the Gallipoli analogy where we had the first wave of the troops going over the top into, you know, the battlefield. That's the little kids and the years 11 and 12. And then on the 9th of June, the second wave will go over the top. And I will make a decision about Henry going back to school then, you know, I'm not, I'm you know,
1: not, I'm, I'm glad that they canceled the year. But if, if they hadn't, I mean, our school ends typically on the 25th of June. Yeah. And so we knew that schools would be closed till May 31st. And so they just announced last week that it's, you know, they're not going to send yeah. them back for three weeks. But yeah. even if they had suggested it, I already told my wife, I was like, there's no point. There's no point. There's no point in sending them back for that. It's amount not a
0: necessity. No. And they've only got three weeks of school left here as well. So okay. at this stage, I'm encouraging Henry to- so why? Stay home. I know. Stay home. I know. You learn
1: so much more baking with mom or whatever it is than you do. Check
0: it out. My sourdough is on point right now. Anyway, I think, I think um, there are reasons. You know, I don't know what the reasons are, but there are reasons. There are some reasons that make sense to me, some reasons that don't make sense to me. At the moment, my concern is Henry's anxiety about it. So our approach, partly our decision to engage in things outside the home is to help him desensitize.
1: (laughs) What are you laughing about?
0: Okay, here's what I'm laughing about because when I'm talking, Zoom focuses on me because I'm the speaker. And so when I'm talking, Mark is behind the scenes shoveling roast beef into
1: his face. I'm I'm almost done eating, but I've been (laughs) muting myself
0: carefully. You're doing a
1: really good job. I'm really just trying to like make sure that I don't mess you up at all. It's really hilarious. This is funny. But yes, the plate is empty now. So we can can, can ignore the beautiful beautiful roast beef that I made.
0: (laughs) I'm very impressed. So yeah, Henry's even been, and a lot of kids are like this, right? Anxious to go outside. So this is a kid who couldn't scooter enough. You know, like just, can we scooter? Can we scooter everywhere? Can we scooter? Is it possible to scooter to Hobart? No. You know, like we just could not get enough scootering and now is very resistant to even going outside. So Mm -hmm. we gradually, and a lot of kids are experiencing that. I know that a lot of children are experiencing that. Yeah. So, you know, we just-
1: We've not had that here. Um, Yeah. Well, I I guess, you know, we live in a,
0: a, yeah, we live in an apartment building and we ride on a main road, you know, well, busy road. And there's a lot of people- Um, Yeah, we're in a suburb. You think the park behind us? On a half acre. Yeah, so you've got your own little bubble, right? You've got your own bubble. So our bubble is a shared bubble. Our bubble is a shared bubble. Um, I think that, you know, it's a part of our decision-making around engaging in outdoor activities uh, has been around reintroducing ourselves to the outside world. Now, whether that means I don't have an all-or-none approach, Right. I'm very much done. Everything's to see how we go. So, they opened playgrounds for the first time this week. So, we found a lovely wooden playground, huge, big thing, great thing, climbing and all that stuff. Um, <clears throat> and it was great to see some excitement from both of the boys to just get out and do something that kids used to take for granted, right? Um, So, uh, you know, look, we're just going to take it a step at a time and we will make our decision by the 9th of June about what's in Henry's best interest. He's, um, you know, there's no skin off our nose to keep homeschooling. You know, we've done it before and I'm quite comfortable doing it. And Simon's been doing a great job of taking on that role as well.
1: So so here's a question I have for you. So, I mean, obviously you're very, very well trained and you know exactly what's going on. Maybe it's hard for you to self-diagnose because it's easier to diagnose Mm. others. Mm. But, but, you know... you know the answers you know the problems, and if you can mm. recognize it mm. um, what's i guess for someone as trained as you what's the problem right like you you go now nah, i'm feeling this way, what should I do? I should do this okay i'm going to forgive myself for it i'm going to change my schedule, my diary, and mm. away mm. you go so
0: mm.
1: so are are you just feeling the problem for everyone else right now? Or are for me, you feeling per- the problem for no, yourself? No, for me
0: personally, for me personally, what happened was uh, my sleep got disrupted. And, you know, I've, I've always been, I've actually been quite famous for loving my bed. You know, even my mum my would say, I, I always love my bed um, as a kid. You know, 10 hours is my ideal scenario of how much sleep I need. Uh, yeah, I'm like a teenager, seriously. Um, But uh, I I very rarely get that, you know, I have children. Um, But, you know, that would be my heaven-on-a-stick scenario. But my sleep got so badly impacted in a way that um, I was just being woken. It was like being back in newborn baby kind of zone, where I was just being consistently woken all night long. And it would be the most ridiculous sound. Like the, the sound of the pedestrian crossing tick, tick, tick down the street i could hear it and it would wake me up the sound of the dog licking his lips woke me up one night <laughs> like, what? you know so and and again not overly worried about anything in particular but just functioning on a different physiological level such that mm-hmm. my sleep was impacted which made everything else worse mm-hmm. so um so what i did to manage that was i stopped any commitments before a certain time in the morning. I just got rid of everything before 9.30. The only thing before 9.30 is um, Evan. um, And I actually cancelled him this week because I just couldn't face the thought I was still at that really bad sleeping stage and I couldn't face the thought of having to get up and function at 8.30 in the morning. I mean, that's not super early, but it was just too much so i cleared my decks for early morning appointments got all of those out of the way and then um just focused on some traditional sleep hygiene techniques you know taking some valerian tablets i've got the burner here with some uh lavender oil going um you know not having coffee too late in the day which usually doesn't affect me but i just thought i'm going to pull out all the stops You know, try and having some warm milk before bed all of the things um <clears throat> And my sleep has returned to something approximating normal, which is good. Um, And I do feel better. I feel energised. But you're right about I think the thing that people don't do well is self-compassion. And that is something that took me a long time to get my head around a proper understanding of what that looks like for me. And it will be different for everybody. But, you know, being okay with being human and and sort of forgiving yourself for having human frailties and just being kind, treating yourself with the same kindness you might treat one of your children or your best friend or your mother or your grandparent, you know, that level of kindness that you show others, we very, very rarely show ourselves. And I think now is a really important time that we pull that out of our back pocket and really inspect that and say, okay, how much of a hard time am I giving myself on top of this already hard time? Uh, So that's probably the number one, but for, for, you know, for everybody I've been talking about, I've been talking a lot about, you know, have a look at you know, like a forensic look at what commitments you've got in your calendar and, and decide, just decide, don't be beholden to your diary. And that's where I, I often get, that's where I fall over is I get beholden to what's in my diary and forget that I have agency. what's in the diary. I can actually reschedule things. I can cancel things. I can question Mm -hmm. whether things are essential, you know, all of that Mm -hmm. sort of stuff. Um,
1: yeah, I created a new, a new, um, schedule
0: Mm. three weeks ago and Mm -hmm. I
1: started doing it two weeks ago. And, um, the first week was a bit challenged. Second week locked in this week has been really hard Mm. because on the weekend I was outside working away moving stones and all of this stuff, working all day Saturday and all day Sunday. Yep. And we ha- it was very hot here. Mm. It was 36 degrees. Far out. Uh, yeah, I know. It was a heat wave. And I was outside. Um, I can't and, imagine
0: Canada gets that hot, given uh, how much snow you get.
1: <laughs> uh, in, the, in the summertime here, it gets quite humid. I mean, it's similar mm. to like New York. Um, mm. So we can mm. get to like mid-40s with the humidity. It's always oh. like in the winter, it's with the wind chill. In the summer it's with the humidity you never really have the real it's always like feels like do you guys have the feels like temperatures over there or no yeah yeah
0: yeah yeah. it's, yeah, it's yeah.
1: 22 but it feels like 30 like yeah,
0: nice yeah <laughs> yeah nice yeah i hate well, that
1: yeah so it was it was very it mm. was very very hot um i didn't realize that i gave myself um i don't think it was heat stroke but
0: oh, anyway yeah,
1: right. um mm. i i uh i could not go to sleep because literally I was having such stomach issues. Just yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. just like, anyway, so it's like 1am. And finally I'm, I'm like, I'm so exhausted that I have to fall asleep. Um, mm-hmm. And so that messed me up because I stayed up late. Then I slept in the next day. And then literally like this morning I set my alarm for 6am and I look at my clock and it's 715
0: mm-hmm. and my
1: alarm isn't going off. And I don't know if it just literally the, uh, the iPhone like rang and rang and rang until it finally decided that, this dude 's not getting up, so this stopped, or if I hit stop i don 't know what happened mm-hmm. but but my new calendar, my new schedule, has me starting at five a m every day and so if i don 't start at five a m and i 'm starting at seven thirty you know like that 's a two and a half hour chunk every day that i 'm missing that 's ten hours a week or or more right mm-hmm. if my, my yeah life isn't very good that 's a lot of time that i 'm missing, mm-hmm. and so each day i 'm trying to play catch up to make up for it and yeah. Um, that's the biggest Mm. thing for me right now is I'm going, okay, I'm staying up too late. I got to get back. I got to get back to getting up early. I got to get back to going to bed early. I need to, I need to not get mad at myself Mm. if I miss, um, if
0: I miss a morning, and I think but, that's the important thing is actually be flexible. It's okay to have a, a routine and a system for yourself, but you've got to be flexible with it. Like if you need more sleep, you need more sleep. What I am noticing at the moment, you know, with my sleep improving, you know, I've got my alarm set for eight o'clock every morning, unless it's an Evan morning and then it'd be earlier. But I've got, at the moment, I've got my alarm set for eight o'clock and I'm noticing that I'm, I'm actually waking up earlier than that. I'm waking up at probably seven, seven thirty, which is great, you know, and, and that allows me time to sort of wake up naturally when I've had enough sleep and then get, up and get on with my day, and I'm not feeling stressed before I've started. You, know, I'm feeling quite, you know, good. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is a late start for me, but it's it's what I need right now. And I think everybody needs to have a think about what they need right now. It's there's no. Do you um, do you hmm. exercise? Yeah, look, I don't. Well, do, do I, I? don't. Know. I don't know. Um, I think that's the one thing that I've noticed uh, incidental exercise for me. So we were we've got a swimming pool in the building. We've got a gym in the building, and we just started. You know, incorporating that into a bit of a routine for ourselves, and that's all closed at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't run, and I do walk, but you know, I have noticed you that I've not walk been like, walking. You walk
1: like an hour a day.
0: I don't at the moment. I was, but I don't. I don't at the moment. Um, so yeah, as, my, as someone
1: who's never, as someone who's never really exercised before, yeah, yeah, until about a year and a, yeah. a year ago. Year, year ago, year and a half ago. Hmm. Um, that's, that's the one thing that I think has helped me the most through yeah. this. Yeah.
0: Well, you, you know, see, I'm- it's interesting, isn't it? And I think because where I live, there's people around and all, and there's a hospital down the road and there's all that sort of stuff. Um, and there's been such a focus up until now on staying inside. If you had, if you can't, like, if you didn't have to leave the, you could leave the house for exercise. Of course you could. Um, but it just seemed a real disincentive to be outside uh, unless you really needed to be outside. And you know, you, you, know you could exercise. Of course. Yeah, of course. Of course. Right? Yeah, of course. Of course. All those things. Squats. Yeah. All that stuff. All that some stuff. dancing. I
1: mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
0: oh, well, say, so, you know, I do a lot of incidental, you know, I do a lot of incidental and the thing that I like, I'm always dancing around the house. I right? always dance around the house. Um, but the, the thing that I've noticed that, I've actually missed more than anything is the walk every morning and afternoon across the park and back to take Henry to school. For
1: coffee. Oh, okay. ah, no, like, no, no, coffee. no, happens. that, the walk, the that walk shop, still happens.
0: The still man happens. with the mustache
1: who makes the coffee in 12 minutes or whatever. No,
0: actually I get my coffee from down the street where they only serve one size and they do not serve decaf. So my husband cannot get his coffee from there. Oh, oh, oh. They are oh, such very, coffee Nazis. Oh, I love forty. it. They're, they're coffee Nazis. I love them they make good coffee (laughs) um but i have also bought every coffee making device under the sun (laughs) during lockdown like i'm now making pretty good coffee um yeah so exercise exercise is absolutely excellent for mental health it's excellent for sleep it's all the things we take the kids out uh you know uh, we found a place where they're comfortable to go scootering you know, there's big open space where they can just scooter around like mad. So we do take them there. Um, and we do go, for, we do try for walks every day if we can and all that sort of stuff. But it's not the same as, it doesn't feel the same as it did before. So in, in the past, you know, I'd go for a walk and I'd be gone for as long as I wanted to go and I'd go wherever I felt like I wanted to go. And there's always, again, this is the decision fatigue that people have been talking about, you know, this, or do I go, do I go that way? Because there might be too many people that way, you know, all of just little things like that pile on top of each other um so it's interesting is This real?
1: Think, is this yeah
0: real? yeah 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 a lot of people are talking about this decision fatigue and i think living in a built-up area does does make that more pressing like it does make it more obvious mm-hmm. yeah yeah
1: if, if anything during this time i mean i i i did <laughs> i did have worry i did have stress mm. i did have that anxiety early on like like back in march yeah but since then i have been either very good yep or upset with myself for taking it too easy almost you know like like mm. just dealing with the like mm. maybe two or three weeks ago the like there there is there is a period of uncertainty there's not much there's not many big swing decisions we could make right now mm. so you know, yeah. so like, I'm, I'm not worried. I'm not scared. Yeah. We're not doing anything, uh, anything out yeah, of a protective think, state. So we're just kind of, we were kind of in limbo and, and, and you know, I think some, hearing some you talk,
0: you know, I'm hearing you talk and it reminds me of what I felt probably a few weeks ago before they started talking about lifting restrictions. Now
1: I am, I am worried about that. Mm. I'm, I'm worried about that. Like, like mm. we are, we are, we are right now on schedule to send our team back to work June 15th. So our offices will reopen on June 15th, but no one has to go to work,
0: No, right? Like we're not making
1: anyone work. My new schedule only has me actually driving into the office one day a week. I made the decision when I built my new schedule and I said, what do I love about this? And what do I hate about this? And how can we hold on to the things that I love about this in my new schedule? And and I'm going to try and do that. And I had a meeting with my team this morning about even making my schedule even more restrictive. So... You know, it's, it's like, um, uh, if anything, and la- you know, we, we just last week, we made a few big decisions, these big domino decisions, and we are bringing on a new team member even, you know, we had a so, team member that we, a new role we wanted to hire for where, uh, you know, she came in on the 11th of March on a Wednesday. Um, oh no, she came in on the, yeah, she came in on the 11th. We said, we are going to put in the offer letter for you on friday and friday was the first day of the lockdown oh so you told me
0: about this so she's, she's joining yeah so she's
1: joining so awesome. so she's been reaching out she never thought we would circle around with her mm. we've been always thinking about how great she would be to have her on the team mm. and we are getting ready for like great life is going to come back to not normal life mm. is going to start again mm. we've been in limbo it's going to start so What do we got to do to be ready? And so we're hiring a new person, like we're hiring a new team member. We're making big plans. We're doing big things. We're opening our office on the fifteenth. But, but you know, at the same time, I'm part of a business meeting group, where right away we're not planning any in-person meetings until potentially September, and even then, we're already talking about a second wave. Yeah. And so we already know, like, we're planning a second wave in November or September, October, November there may be a vaccine by december january february we'll see or maybe next year Mm. so Mm. like here we're already just Mm. stretching things out so far yeah that's it that
0: yeah that's it and our government
1: our government has been so i don't know about your programs but our government has been so responsive to just throw money at the problem yeah you know like like our our staff right now qualify so that Mm. way 75 percent of our payroll is being paid for by the government Yeah, to keep people employed. Yeah, right. That is a very, very, I mean, that is a yeah, very yeah, large yeah. amount. I am only a,
0: there's a lot of money. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of money. So if we've got a situation where if businesses have suffered a 30% downturn in one mm-hmm. specific month, so I only need to look at a month um, compared to the same month, the previous year, as a result of COVID, then uh, they're eligible for a program called JobKeeper where you, you're, the employer receives $1,500 per fortnight per employee and they have to pay that amount of money. So they have to pay, basically it's to keep people in their job. That's why it's called so JobKeeper. We Keeper. have that same thing. Yeah, but it's, similar.
1: It's 75% regardless <clears throat> of seniority or pay.
0: Yeah, right. That's amazing. Well, so, this is, here, it's an, here it's a set amount. So some, for some people, the employer still needs to top up the salary and for mm-hmm. some people they're getting a temporary pay rise <laughs> cuz it's a set oh. amount yeah it's a well, set amount but yeah. we don't we're not eligible we we didn't suffer a downturn so um, um, well,
1: that's good right well it is good
0: Isn't it? Yeah 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 yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah yeah. No, I'm actually talking about, I was thinking about I was thinking about um you know people returning to work. So um my team in Tasmania my team is in Launceston I, as you know I sold the Hobart practice and they and the Hobart practice has maintained face-to-face therapy throughout with a, an option of telehealth. The my my team in Launceston and on the east coast of Tasmania we went to full telehealth very early. Um my team had we've got a significant amount of funding for that team and um So we just went full telehealth. A lot of rural outreach was being done where my team would travel into medical centres in small country towns. And they were starting to say, yeah, we don't want you coming in. (laughs) Mm. So we just went full telehealth. And what I'm noticing now, even though as an essential service, we could easily reinstate face-to-face services because obviously Hobart and many other psychology practices still offer face-to-face, my team's anxious about it. And I personally don't feel a hurry to throw them back in to something that's creating anxiety for them. So telehealth is working really well. What we've noticed is fewer no-shows, fewer cancellations because people are not having to travel to get to an appointment. Mm -hmm. So we will just keep telehealth going for as long as, um, you know, I don't think we'll be, and again, you know, looking at the flu season and all of that, you know, we're just going to watch and wait. And steady as she goes. I was talking about this a little bit lately too, for business owners to, it's okay to to come, to, to be slow, to uptake um, any change at the moment. I think there's a lot of watch and wait. Um, some innovation needs to happen quickly, like you need to be fleet footed in some respects, but in others, it's okay to steady as she goes. You know, if you've implemented some amazing innovations in your business, you don't have to throw them out the window just because restrictions are being lifted like you can actually right. hold on to that innovation of and and continue as you are for now and just see what comes next if you like you know there's no yeah. rules around that it's an interesting time so yeah i mean i think when we were in full lockdown and there was no talk of um uh, restrictions being eased i was not worried at all quite happy quite comfortable um my only worry was them lifting restrictions too early uh you know would they you know, like a big what if. Uh, once and, they started talking about it, then I started releasing
1: them, and you're like gung ho to <clears throat> hit the restaurant and go to the zoo and do all of this stuff. So, so if you're if this is what I don't understand, if you're like it's a
0: rebound, anxious a rebound. and have all this
1: anxiety and stuff, then just stay in lockdown. Just stay in lockdown. Well, it's so safe in lockdown.
0: Yeah, I know, but I think it's that's what I'm saying about there's a transition, right? So there's a transition. I'm not going to do anything crazy, you know. I am not walking into a supermarket anytime soon. You will not see me in a supermarket. See, that's
1: so crazy though, because I've gone to supermarkets once or twice yeah. a week. See, we, we've also gone to courses. the liquor store because you know the only thing that gets us through this is alcohol. So, yeah,
0: I know, right? So, <laughs> also, so I also have a convenience uh, in bottle shop. You would call uh, it a liquor see, store downstairs. We have to we have to buy uh, it
1: off of the government. We cannot. There's there's no there's no way to buy alcohol unless if it's unless if it's from the liquor control board.
0: Ah, do you so not have any restaurants? Independent? Yeah.
1: Restaurants who serve alcohol yeah. buy that alcohol from the liquor control board
0: Wow.
1: and serve it. If we want to go buy alcohol, you have to go to what's called the LCBO, the liquor control board of Ontario. You have to go to that, to the liquor store. There's All no right. gas stations. There's no grocery stores. There's no corner shops. You literally have to go to the government agency to buy alcohol from them.
0: Wow. That kind of sucks. Uh, Okay. Sucks to be you. (laughs) And it's taxed at an incredibly high rate. (laughs) I bet it is. Of course. There's no conflict of interest there whatsoever. Um, Yeah. So look, um, Transition. So, look, yes, definitely that two-week burnout period or a week and a half, whatever, it felt like a year, whatever it was. It might have only been five days uh, of just feeling exhausted. It was about, again, that decision fatigue and the what if and the worry about is this happening too quickly. And then I guess, you know, transitioning through that, I'm now looking again and recognising I actually have agency. I can get so excited. Like our favourite things as a family are zoos museums um restaurants and um movies movies you know cinemas like we're hanging out for the cinemas to reopen i am
1: so the opposite of you my favorite thing is not talking to people staying home Ah, and doing the same thing over and over and over again yeah
0: yeah that's my that's my personal favorite thing but you know (laughs) these are the things that we do as a family and it's exciting for us to be able to do have a taste and we will taste these things next week um and it, like I said before, you know, if we rock up and it looks unsafe and I'm not, I'm not afraid at all to say stuff that I'm out, you know, I don't even care if I lose money on the deal, <laughs> you know, it's not. Like, okay, I'm going, I'm not, um, I'm not, you know, if I'm not feeling comfortable, it won't happen. Um, so it is a transition. So it'd be interesting to see how you guys approach that when the time comes for restrictions to start to lift, you know, whether, yeah, whether we have
1: you, our, we have our phases similar to you. There's four phases. Yeah. Um, we're yeah. in phase one right now. So medical offices, <clears throat> medical offices. Mm. And, um, mm. and as I mentioned, restaurants for, for just quick serve. So like yeah. our co- our coffee shops were not open.
0: Mm. Like all of
1: our coffee shops were closed yeah. unless if it was drive-through only.
0: How is there so not a riot? When we,
1: when we were on full lockdown,
0: Yeah,
1: it, there was only mm. pharmacies, grocery stores, um, gas stations. Yeah. Even even our essential service hardware stores and everything were for curbside only. So yeah, you would right. have to, you know, I don't know, I don't know if you guys don't have Home Depot there, right? Do you, do you know
0: no, home Depot? no, I, do, I know of it. I had yeah, a friend who works my, at a Home Depot. One dep- of
1: my favorite, one of my favorite places to go. I love, yeah, right. I love the Home Depot. Mm. Anyway, uh, it was amazing because I was renovating mm. my son's room, and I every few days I needed stuff, so yeah, I yeah. would just plan my list of what I needed. I would order it online. Mm-hmm. And then two days later, they would say, your order's ready for pickup. And they would just roll it out to my truck. And mm-hmm. I didn't have to walk through the store. I didn't have mm-hmm. to line. I didn't have to do anything. I loved it. I loved it. It was the greatest thing awesome. ever. Awesome. And then, and then they, they unlocked everything. And, and then I'm like, oh, now I got to go through the store and pick everything up myself.
0: Right. Well, yeah. I talking was to, talking to a friend of mine who works in a Home Depot in, uh, where is he based? You're in Oshawa. Where's he based? I can't remember now. Is he in Canada uh, or Yeah, yeah, he's in Canada. No, he's not far from you. He's actually really close to you. It's probably, it's probably your Home Depot. Go into the kitchen section and look for Neil and say, I said hello and see what happens. Great. <laughs> yeah. Um,
1: We've, we have two or three Home Depots in Oshawa. So no, I'll no, just. No, 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 I know, I depot. know. It's all right. Is Neil here?
0: <laughs> Tess said hello. Do, do you know
1: a Tasmanian who lives in Australia named Tess? Tasmania is Australia.
0: Now, um, but he was talking about the stress of when customers started coming back into the shop and and people misbehaving in terms of social distancing and the anxiety of the workers. That was a really interesting conversation, you know, hearing behind the scenes, you know, the anxiety of the workers Um, and management trying very hard to support the staff but customers not necessarily doing the right thing. So it was really interesting from a behind-the-scenes conversational perspective to see that unfold. I think... um, you know, like we've got, like I said before, you know, one layer of things being, we're still in a state of emergency here in Victoria. Mm. Um, So we haven't lifted that. Um, And every two weeks, so it's like we've got time with each change to see if if symptoms start presenting themselves in the community before we go to the next level and then the next level, the next level. Um, We will just see, you know, we will try things like a playground and a zoo trip and a lunch in a restaurant and we will see how we feel is the other thing too. I kind of want to test that. Like I kind of do want to test how I feel like whether I feel safe and whether the, whether we all feel safe. And if we don't, that's fine. It that means that we need to take a little bit longer to implement <clears throat> for us as a family, what we do. <clears throat> and now I'm losing my voice.
1: Just lock yourself in, just lock yourself in. you feel <laughs> extra safe. Yeah, Shut yeah, out yeah. the world, build a bomb shelter, <laughs> get canned, canned beans,
0: because it sounds like so much fun, right? And I think that's the, that's the thing too, you know. There's, there's um, you know, lockdown fatigue, all of those things that people are experiencing. Um, I think everyone needs to just take a measured approach to what feels okay for them to do. Um, because it won't feel okay for the next person and it will seem super tame to someone else. I think you've just got to do what feels right for you. And I'm a big one for testing boundaries in a safe way, you know, like testing our own boundaries. Is it just anxiety or is this a real issue? Um, <clears throat> very aware that it only takes one person to create an outbreak. So, um, you know, we've got that in mind as well. Let's um, just see how things go. The big one for us is, you know, the school return and seeing what that's going to look like. We're I mean, just in two minds, not just wedded. Keep
1: boy home. Just keep the boy home.
0: Yeah. He would, he would, you'd be his best mate right now. <laughs> that's what he wants. Yeah. That's what he wants. Yeah.
1: Three weeks is not going to make or break his educational career. No.
0: Oh, I've got no worries about that. No worries whatsoever about that. Um, I would love for him to socially, he's, he's missing his friends. So I would love for him to spend a little bit of time with his friends, even just one day back at school to see his mates um, <clears throat> and reconnect with them. And then I don't care, to be honest, after that, I don't care if he doesn't go back. You know? So for me, it's about his mental health as well as, got nothing to do with educational meet outcomes up, meet up with his mates
1: and go for a bike ride and stay six feet away from each other
0: yeah right yeah
1: mm. do you yeah, guys do no that in them. australia do, do kids ride bikes or is that oh yeah very... that,
0: well they do yeah we don't have bikes yet remembering half hour world uh, still in tasmania so we don't have maybe, we yeah. a lot of stuff that we would have implemented we haven't yet maybe. and of course we were talking about buying bikes anyway and then bikes. Well,
1: should... here's the thing you're a strong
0: woman. I'm it. a tough woman. That's it. There you go. <laughs> we won. We won. We totally won. We totally We're all won. Winners here. We're all winners. Um, you know. So I think, bottom line, if you're feeling it, if you're feeling exhausted, if the decision fatigue is getting you, just listen to that and be okay with that. Just pause. Do what you can to ease the burden. Do what you can to be kind to yourself. Stop giving yourself a hard time. It's okay. let's go. Let's go. <laughs>
1: That's my, okay. answer. my answer. Your answer is, is like, let
0: go. Let's go. But it's okay. My answer is, is
1: like <clears throat> I don't know. I'm just I I I struggle. I don't want people to feel bad about themselves. But no, it's important. Soft on, I think we're too soft on ourselves. I think we're too forgiving of ourselves. I think we let ourselves off the hook. I think like I, I need I need the other side of it. I need to remind myself that that I'm going too slowly that I'm taking too much time off that if I wake up at 5.00 AM and it hurts, Mm. it's not a big deal because an hour later, I'm going to feel great. I'm going to feel fine. I'm going to be in the zone. Like like I already sit in the like super forgiving side Mm -hmm. of myself. I have no problem forgiving Mm -hmm. myself for not feeling well. Mm -hmm. You know, I'll be like, well, I I think the other side of, yeah. And I think,
0: I think most entrepreneurs and business owners are high achieving conscientious hardworking You know, those are the words. Yeah, that's just who we are. Where where I I look for the balance, you know, as you know, I'm writing a book at the moment and I am behind with my self-imposed timeline. There's no one else's timeline. It's mine. Um, And was giving myself a really hard time when I was not sleeping and all the other stuff. And Mm -hmm. I actually had to sit myself down and give myself a good talking to about this is your timeline. Nobody else, no one's going to take your firstborn child if you don't finish this book in the timeline that you set yourself. It's okay. So, you know, now that my my energy's back, this afternoon is all about editing the last two chapters and recording the final three. um, And and you're transcribing the final three. Uh, You know, and, and, you know, the book will happen because I'm conscientious, hardworking and, you know, all those things like everybody else. So, so it's about, I guess, finding the balance. I don't want people to feel bad about themselves. I don't want people um, feeling they have to be busy to someone else's expectations. I, I also want people to achieve and do well and call bullshit on their excuses, but I want them to know the difference between a bullshit excuse and a real reason. So, the real reason if you 're feeling burnt out that 's a real reason to just look at what you 're doing and, and find a balance, and the balance might need to be different temporarily um, or if if you need to ramp things up again because you 've just been bullshitting yourself well, so be it that 's okay too. depends on where we're we each at, I guess mm. it's different we 'll leave it there that 's my red ribbon. I like it. I wrapped it up in a ribbon for you. <laughs> thank you. All right. Thank you, everybody, for joining us, Centre of Attention. We will talk to you again very, very soon. Bye for now.